0: Those that are joining online, um, whatever way you're able to join us, ah, it's good to see Abe here again. I haven't seen you for a while. So <laughs> um this morning we have a special treat. We have Ali and Christy here, everybody dressed up for you. I mean <laughs> I don't know that that's the reason why, but we are blessed to have Ali and Christy here. Um Christy's going to be uh, leading our worship time this morning, and uh, Brother is going to be bringing the word. You know, there, are, uh, there was a time in the Bible where God shut mouths, and in that case, it was lions, but this morning, uh, apparently, he has shut Brother Phil's mouth uh, <laughs> due to uh, uh, having some surgery in his mouth. And so uh, he uh, probably couldn't have talked too well. So the next uh, two Sundays we're going to have for this Sunday and next Sunday, we have guest speakers, Brother Ali this Sunday and Brother John Olive next Sunday. So uh, keep that in mind on on your schedules and uh, pray for Brother Phil that uh, his mouth heals and he's able to shout out the word again. So, all right, let's, uh, let's begin with prayer, and I'll turn it over to Christy to uh, lead our worship time. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning that you have blessed us with. I thank you that you are here with us this morning. I pray, Father, for each one that is here that you would prepare our hearts and our minds to hear from you this morning, that we would come to you in a spirit of worship and praise, and that that worship would be acceptable in your sight here this morning, that you would be honored and that we would be blessed and encouraged by being here this morning. We commit this time to you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Christ alone.
0: amen. Thank you, Christy. That was amazing to join in together in worship this morning. Thank you all for joining that portion of our service. The next portion here, I think we have something for the kids, Carrie and Sarretta, I think. I'm not sure what you got going, but uh, kids, come on up here and... We'll see what happens. I think we have a story for you or something. Can we displace you guys for a moment? <laughs> Sorry about that. I think we're gonna have a story, so come sit down come sit down on the chair. You wanna do a song? All right. I'll let you guys take it from here.
2: I was thinking of a song this week that we haven't sang in a while, so Jason isn't back yet with the guitar, so you're just all stuck with me for a little bit. You guys want to all line up here so everyone can see you? There you go. You're all looking so sharp today. Okay, I was thinking of the song, Oh Be Careful Little Eyes What You See, Oh Be Careful Little Ears What You Hear, um, Oh Be Careful Little Heart What You Trust, The Feet, okay.
3: I would be careful
2: and then I have a lesson for you. Do you have a song you want to sing? God's not dead? Okay. We'll do it without the instruments. I know it sounds a little bit different without, but you guys can be loud, and they won't even notice, right? God's not dead, no. He is alive. God's not dead, no. He is alive. God's not dead, no. He is alive. So. all over me. Good job. You guys can sit down. Do any of you remember what we learned last week? I know a lot of you were, were gone. Do you guys remember? About the tongues? That's right. This week we're going to learn something a little bit different. Um, We're going to learn about temptation. Does anybody know what temptation is? Do you have any idea what temptation is? Mm. Any ideas? No? Yeah, this is something totally different. We were talking about tongues last week. Um, I'm going to teach you a verse. And it's your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalms 119, verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 11. Can you guys say it with me? Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 11. Okay, temptation. Any ideas? Do you have any Somebody forces you to do something. Well, no, like tempts you to do something. Yeah, like something wrong, something bad, like sin. Yeah. Does God ever tempt us? Mm. But does He allow us to be tempted? He does allow us, and He even allowed His Son Jesus to be tempted. There's a story about how Jesus, when remember He didn't eat for 40 days, and He was in the wilderness. And who came to tempt him? Yeah. Satan. Yeah. The devil came to, s- to tempt Jesus. God wouldn't tempt him. But we are tempted also sometimes. I'm going to tell you this story. Read you this story and then I have a, an object lesson to help you remember it. Okay. After Jesus was baptized, he went out into the desert to pray. He stayed there a long time and got very hungry. He had not eaten anything because he was trying to listen to God and do what he said. I'm sure that his tummy must have been rumbling from hunger. Have you ever imagined Jesus' tummy rumbling? I'm sure it did. He was just like us. Suddenly, the devil came along and said to Jesus, There is no reason for you to be hungry. If you are the son of God, you could take one of these stones and turn it into bread. Do you think he could have? Yeah, he totally could have. Jesus was hungry. It must have been tempting. But did he listen to the devil? No. No. He knew that the devil was trying to get him to do something wrong. Instead, Jesus answered the devil with scripture. He knew the scripture. And he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So then the devil kind of gave up on that. And he took Jesus to the holy city, up to the highest part of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, jump off of here, and God will send his angels to save you. Do you think God would have sent angels to save him? Yeah, I think he could have. Jesus knew that it was wrong to test God. So he answered the devil, saying, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Finally, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain. He showed Jesus all the world below. All of this can be yours. I will give it to you if you will bow down and worship me. No. (laughs) I'm so glad because the story would have been very different if Jesus would have said yes, right? Jesus answered, go away from me, Satan. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Three times the devil tempted Jesus and tried to get him to sin. Did he? No. No. Jesus did the right thing every time. He remembered what the scriptures said, and it helped him to resist the devil's temptation. (coughs) We all face temptations too, don't we? Yeah. What kind of temptations do you guys face? Uh, Jesus. You face Jesus? Well, that's good. That's a good thing. But what are the, some of the bad temptations that we face sometimes?
3: What do you think? I face?
2: God in Jesus.
3: That's
2: good. That's good. We want to always face them. Sometimes we're tempted to do things wrong, like I don't know. What if one of your siblings is really getting on your nerves? Maybe they're playing a guitar like over and over and over, or making some kind of crazy noise, or. Just saying something that annoys you. What is a temptation right then for all of you, all of us? To say something mean, maybe to get upset, right? I don't know about you, but I used to struggle with lying when I was little or when I was, yeah, your age. And I used to struggle with wanting people to think something of me or think something that was not true. So I would kind of twist the truth a little bit maybe just to kind of have people think something better of me. So that's a temptation is, can be to lie. Um, talking bad about other kids, that can be a temptation. Maybe in school to look down on some kids. Um, disobeying our parents. Surely none of you ever are tempted with that, right? If mom says, hey, I want you to clean out the dishwasher, you're right away. Yes mom! That's your job. Well sometimes we're tempted to just be like, Do I have to again? Do I have to do it all by myself? Right? Oh, <laughs> Caden. What a good brother. Sometimes you're tempted to kind of complain. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of different ways that we are tempted, but the way that Jesus resisted temptation was by the word of God, was by saying, you know what, no, I'm not going to get angry because God said that is wrong, and I want to please God, right? So I, let's see, how are we going to do this? Um, Why don't you all come and stand over here? And... Let's pretend that these are all temptations in here. They're actually balled-up socks. Oh, okay. It's what we were just talking about. Like when you feel like you're going to get angry or something happens and you want to get either upset or, a, I don't know, act out in a wrong way. They're clean, I promise. Okay. Okay. Socks, yep. Okay, now, actually, why don't you all stand over here? Here, I have some more, so we're gonna, you can all have some. Actually, Brad, you know what? I'm gonna have you with me so you don't need these. Okay, you can each have two. I have enough for two each. Three. Kaden, you got two? Okay. Okay, Brad, you come over here, and I want you to walk from here to over there, and as he's walking by, you guys just hit him with all the temptations you've got. But you have to walk slowly. You can't walk super fast. So just slowly walk. You're just going along your day. Oh, man. Oh, man. Poor Brad. Okay, try it one more time. Pick up your socks again, and let's do it one more time. See if you can hit him more than you just hit him. Here. Here. Here, Benny, stay over here, bud. Oh, you're looking for the other sock. Here. Okay, it's all good. They're all temptations. They're all the same. All right, this time he's just walking through his day again, thinking, you know what, life is good. I all, oh. Oh. now <laughs> I okay grab all your socks one more time yes Get hit that time, he was still just walking along like normal. What? what was the difference? The him. Did it protect him? Yes. It did, and you know what? That's what God's word does to us, isn't that cool? When all those things come at us, we have God's word, and it you know what? They don't even have to hit us. All those things the devil is trying to hit us with. We have God on our side, and they don't even touch us. Okay? You want to have a turn with walking across and not getting hit or getting hit? Getting hit. Okay, sure. That way. Usually in life, it's not fun to get hit with temptations, but on a Sunday morning, I guess it's fun. Okay, ready? Go. (laughs) She got a couple hits to the head, but that was it. Okay. Oh, it's okay. All right. Good job, guys. You can stick them all in here. All right. You can go sit down, and we're going to say the verse one more time. Can you put them in here? Thanks. Good job. Oh, wow. There you go. Okay, who remembers the verse? It's kind of a long verse. Your word, your word. I have hidden in my, I have in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse Psalm
3: 119,
2: verse 11. Very good. Okay, you guys can go back to your seats.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Great illustration. I'm sure that will uh, stick with the kids. Uh, If the message doesn't, they'll certainly remember throwing the socks. (laughs) But a great illustration for all of us. All right. Uh, Brother Steve is going to share a testimony with us here for uh, about ten minutes. I told him if it uh, goes much longer than ten minutes, I'm going to be standing in the back, motioning him to stop. So that's <laughs> just a uh, kind of an inside joke we have because Steve likes to Steve likes to talk, right? <laughs> it's all good, Steve. And uh, after Steve, then Ali, you can just come on up and uh, share the word
4: with us. Too bad we didn't have something down here. Well, bright, Good morning. Why do you see some smiles? So there's some of us are happy to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you. Okay, those who had their Bibles, could you uh, go to Psalms 133 verse 1? I'm going to try to sing this too. Behold how good and how pleasant it is For brethren to dwell together Behold how good and how pleasant it is For brethren to dwell together in unity Behold how good and how pleasant it is For brethren to dwell together. Behold how good and how pleasant it is. For brethren to dwell together in unity. Let's turn to Psalms 122.1. I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. And I'm not singing that one. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And then back to Psalms 50, verses 5 and 6. It says, gather my saints together unto me, those that made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heaven shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Salah. And since I have a short time, I'm going to summarize Acts chapter 2, 38 through 47, and Acts chapter 4. Now, Peter was preaching, and uh, he, he, he was preaching to the uh, people, and it's interesting when, he, when they ask him, what shall we do to be saved? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And then it talks about in verse 41 that there was that they gladly received the word, were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. Can you imagine that? Just imagine if you were at a Billy Graham's crusade, and some of the people went up, gave their lives to Christ. And it was quite a bit, more than a hundred. But anyway, just imagine that. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And I'm uh, going to uh, skip down to uh, verse 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. And then we go to chapter 4, and 32-37, uh, through 37, which I'm not going to read it all. But verse 32 says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said of them that ought, of the things which he possessed... Was his own, but they had all things common. They shared. They shared what they have. And then in Hebrews three thirteen, it says that they met daily because of the deceitful of sin which she was talking about. And and also it says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves. Now the t- the title of my. Um, message is time of rejoicing. Time of rejoicing to be able to gather together to enjoy God's presence in each one. That we are one. And what triggered this title was I'm involved in a nursing home ministry. And in the past, at at first, since the coronavirus, couldn't go in. And then months later, for a short time, was could go in even though I had to have the coronavirus test and the people are hungry for the word of God and just think that you're stuck in your room 24 hours a day 7 days a week because of the coronavirus but then it loosened up for a while and then it's back again unfortunately can't go in again but just think that if you were there and then you'd be able to gather together again. How happy you would be to be with the brethren and sisters too. Okay. So, why? And so I'm lost my place. So I was wondering what I'm going to share. So when I got to go in, I was wondering what I was going to share. And I was thinking. And then I believe God brought it to mind. A time of rejoicing. And there's times in the Bible it talks a lot about to, uh, to rejoice. And in Ezra, when they were building the temple, the foundation, when they were done, they were rejoicing. When they, um, when uh, the wall, when Nehemiah built the wall, they were rejoicing when they were done with it. So there's other times of rejoicing And my time's brought up, too. (laughs) Time to rejoice for that, too, I guess. But anyway, and so I'm going to have a part two later on with uh, Brother Phil's permission. But I would like to uh, sing two other songs. And it goes like this. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. We're together again in one accord. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. You guys want to sing it? We're together again. Just praising the Lord. We're together again, in one accord. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again, just praising the Lord. One more song. Come bless the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord, lift up your hands unto the place, come bless the Lord, bless the Lord, God bless you.
0: Thank you, Steve. That was a blessing. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you in that way. All right, before we come to uh, the time for the message, let's uh, bow our heads for prayer. Pray for our brother in He shares. Father, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for his willingness to share your word today, and I pray, Father, that you would speak to him and through him, Father, that the words that we hear today would be from you, that we would be strengthened and encouraged in our lives. I pray that you would give him Peace and a calmness as He shares, and a trust in You and a clarity of thought and mind. I thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.
5: All right. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah? Awesome. Um, so let me check here real quick my notes. Um, so I guess some of you don't know who I am, right? Yeah. I, yeah I knew that <laughs> it makes sense so I just want to introduce myself this is not a big about me I know that but because I'm Mexican I know I don't look Mexican everybody thinks I'm from Denmark or something like that. I'm not I'm Mexican okay that's why the accent right so just so you get a little bit used to my accent is that okay you like the idea yeah you like the idea yeah I thought so too so my name is Eli can you say it you got it that's pretty good Eli Gámez, I'm from Mexico. I was born born and raised in Mexico, in Los Mochis, Sinaloa, which is northwest of Mexico. Have you heard about the cartel? Uh, Too bad. Well, from that area, it's not that bad. You should go visit my country. It's beautiful. I think you'll like it. Food, amazing. So, um, the lady that was singing over here, she's my wife. Beautiful, too, right? I know that. We have a little son, Denzel. Um, And... Still, still hard for you to understand, is it better? Is it good, good, okay, great, awesome. So, I mean, I see that a lot of people are like, man, dress up today, look really nice. All of you look really nice, okay? But I don't have a suit, I don't have a, you know, like, this is the highest I can go, guys, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> and then I thought, what can I do, what can I do? I mean, I wanna go and look, and I thought, maybe I should take a shower, so that's what I did. <laughs> I took a shower this morning, Regardless if I need it or not, I thought I'm gonna take a shower. So I took a shower, just so you know. Okay. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. So um, I want to start reading. Can you guys see me from over there? I'm not six seven. I'm like more like four two or something. So you can see, you can see, okay. You can see me. That's that's good. So um, I want to share with you something that I have been experiencing the last month two months. By the way, I walk a lot. Sorry, camera guy. I need to, I'm sorry. I need to walk, man. Um, so I've been experiencing this. And if by any chance you can relate or you relate to this situation, that's just coincidence. All right? But pay attention to it in case you can relate to this. So I have, I have a friend. It's not, he's not only my friend. He's my brother in Christ. But he also happens to be my uncle through the family. I mean, we're related through family, right? And I love this guy. I love this guy. He's actually also my pastor in Mexico. I mean, I'm just explaining to you what kind of relationship I have with this guy, all right? He's my friend. He's my uncle. He's my brother in Christ. But he's also my pastor. I mean, that's like four things already that is like, ooh, I can tell this guy is important in your life. Yes, he's important in my life. So we started... I actually started to talk about something church-related. You're already thinking, "Oh boy, here we go." And and it started to get a little bit, I'm gonna say, spicy. You know, a little bit of friction. And all that process that I've been passing through have been has been teaching me something that I just want to share with you. You good? Awesome. Let me let me read this uh, part first. If you have your Bible, we can we can put it on in the, in the screen. If we go to 1 John, uh, chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 7. <clears throat> At the beginning of this chapter, I mean, the first, sorry, of this book, John is talking about love from the very beginning that we have heard about Jesus. And he's talking about Jesus. And then that he's our, uh, I'm not sure how you said this word, advocate or, ad, yeah, is that a word? He's our advocate. And, and there is a new commandment to love one another. And he's explaining all these things. And when we, when we get to chapter 4, by the way, this might be a rather short preaching, so I hope you don't mind that. When we get to chapter 4, verse 7, he says to us, he's talking to us, and he says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Man, that's important. And in this, the love of God was manifest was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might might live through him. <clears throat> uh, verse 10. And this and this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son ...to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and and His love is perfected in us. I'm going to read until the 21, so bear with me. By this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit... And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment Whom he has not seen. In this commandment, uh, in this commandment, we have from him: Whoever loves God must must also love his brother. I remember the word "must" when I was uh, studying English. I remember the word "must" was like has to be like that. I mean, shoot is one thing, or maybe you can if you want, or not. But must, there is no option. It's something that has to be like that. Does that make sense? So, this, this is a situation that I got into. I It was a church thing related. By the way, they are in, this brother is in Mexico. I, I, I live here in Windsor. However, I, I'm still involved somehow because basically the church or the families that attend the church, all of them are my family. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm part of this church even though I'm not there. So, I just saw something, and I, I thought, I need to talk to my brother and explain to him what I'm seeing. So I did. And then he'd go back to me with an email, and I could sense the email a little bit spicy. So I'm like, okay, you want to go for it? Let's do it, amigo. All right, okay? <laughs> Whew. You don't know who you're talking to right now. Okay, so I, and I, I emailed back. It I tried to be not super spicy, but at the same time, I was like with my knife ready here, you know, like... What do you want? And then he called me. And we had a great conversation. We, we, call, we talked for maybe an hour or something. But still you could feel, you know, that both sides were a little bit just trying to understand what's going on here. Explaining my point. He was explaining his point. Anyways, we are both of us just trying to get to a conclusion. Right? So, then, after this warm conversations. I got to a point and I thought, okay, what's going on here? I just I just came to the Lord and I'm like, God, can, what's going on? Can you show me? Am I doing this out of love or just because I want to prove that you are wrong? Is that the nature of my, of my approach to my brother? Am I trying just to say, you know what, you're, you're wrong and I am right. Am I trying to prove that? So what I did, I thought, I think I'm fighting this by myself. And by myself, I mean my own understanding and flesh, if you want to call it like that. So what I did is I went and talked to brothers that I trust and that I love. And that I, and that I know that they love me too. Alright, And also, I went to talk to people that I knew they were going to be... Related in a way or at least understand the situation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is a pastor church situation. I did not go and talk to the guy that sells ice cream. Right? Because maybe he can tell me strategies how to sell ice cream. But talking about church things, you know what I'm saying? So I went to talk to pastors that I love and they love me. So, that helped me so much. You have not... Now, I went to talk to them not to say like to have a backup team, in case the guys get too spicy, then we all, of we all have, I mean, all of us go and, you know, like, hey, get out of here, I have my team here. Not like that. I actually went with a, I want to say honest heart, asking, bro, what do you think about this? Maybe I'm wrong, right? I mean, of course, I didn't, I wasn't thinking that I was wrong, but I was trying to prove something in a way, but I might be wrong, even with a good intention, does that make sense? So... After these conversations, it helped me a lot. It helped me a lot to have somebody, to have a different perspective because, for instance, I can just see, okay, check this out. This relationship or this, I'm gonna call it problem, even though I'm not sure if it's a problem, but it is, I guess. This conflict with this brother of mine, I can just see it from here. This is my point of view. I cannot get out of myself and see it from here. So what I did is go to another brother and just, what do you see from there? Is there something that you see that I don't see from here? You know what I'm saying? Just to have a different perspective. But I felt secure in here. I knew they were going to protect me, but also protect my brother, even though they don't know him. But because I know they love me, and this is a brother of Christ, so they love my brother too. I know that sounds kind of random, even though they don't know him. But that's what the Bible says, right? That we love each other. So... There was a point in which my this brother of mine in Christ, he emailed me a few points and he, um, what's the word for that, back up his points with the Bible. Have you seen that before? You know, like some people are like discussing things or maybe having an argument and the Bible says that you need to do it like that. Yeah, but the Bible says that you need to do it like that too. And... Some people, I have done it, I don't know about you, but we try to defend our point and then we're like contradicting each other with the same root. The same root. How can we use the same root to attack each other? Isn't it that weird? So when he emailed me those things, defending his point with the Bible, I thought, oh, okay, I can do it too. I know a few verses that can defend my point. I mean, this idea did not come to me just out of the blue. I read the Bible too, and I know what it says about this. I'm going to show you that you're wrong through the Bible too. You think that's right? You feel like, yeah, that's a great idea. God, have a great argument in the same. And I thought, I'm not going to do this. I asked God, God, can you you show me? What does the Bible say? You know what the Bible is about? The whole Bible, you know what it is about? It's about love. From the very beginning, you can see God, He created everything. He created the world and all the other planets and galaxies and whatever that exists that we can see. And we cannot see just out of love. Because somewhere over here it says in verse 16. So we have come to know and to believe the love love that God has for us. And then... God is love. Isn't it that awesome? Because His love, everything that He has created, is out of love. Even when He punishes us, it's out of love. Now, those that are parents and have children, you perfectly understand that part that I'm saying, right? I have had to discipline my child. I mean, it's not like, great, i want to spend you very happy right now, right? But... My love never stopped, never ceased, was still there. Now, if you're a child and you're being disciplined by your dad, you might think, that's not true. It is true, trust me. It is out of love. Because we don't want you to get crazy or do things that are not correct. Not correct according to society, not correct according to what the Bible teaches us. right? So that's the base for us to teach you guys. So anyways, I thought, what is the Bible about? It's just about love. From the very beginning. And then you keep reading all the stories. Some, some, some stories are like awful, to be honest. i like, you killed your brother? Woo! Or you betray your people? Or you lied? You said that your wife was your sister? It's a bunch of trash. Can you relate to that? I relate to that. I mean, these people were like us. Just like we are right now. Even though it was like hundreds of years ago. Many, many years ago. However, we can still see the outcome of everything. And the purpose of everything is just love. Just love one another. That's what the Lord is telling us here. So, instead of that, instead of finding those verses and see, okay, which one can I use to defend my point against my brother? I thought, you know what? I'm going to set my mind. This situation... It's gonna be a victory, and I'm not talking about that at the end. I'm gonna say, You see, I told you I was I was right, and you were wrong. No, I'm talking about victory in Jesus. At the end of this, by the way, I haven't solved the problem. I'm still I'm still talking to my brother. Alright, so we haven't gotten to a conclusion yet. However, my heart, it feels it's different now after all this that I'm explaining to you. I set my mind. love I told I'm gonna love this guy even when I disagree with him I'm gonna love him even if at the end we ended up having different perspectives of what we are seeing and the way we live in it I'm gonna love this guy because he is my brother because that's what God teaches me teaches us in the Bible I'm going to love this guy. So that changed a lot. (laughs) My approach this time. Interestingly, interestingly is that his emails, I don't feel them spicy anymore. I don't feel them like he's attacking me anymore. Even though at some point he almost called me a coward. I was like, it's okay. That's what you're seeing. That's fine. Love is first in here because this is about love, this is about Jesus, it's not about me just winning the battle here. <laughs> so that's that's the, the place I am right now. I just want this situation, even though it's not super great, right? I mean having a I can call an argument I guess something about Church and the Bible. I mean, it's not easy. Right? If you were talking about, I don't know, I don't buy that car. That's a totally different story. We're talking about church things. Bible. Right? So, however, I'm like, I have peace in my heart now. Even though I haven't fixed it yet, we're still talking, we're still having conversation. I'm walking through it way differently. And I love it. Now, you might be thinking, man, this guy is awesome. I mean, besides his hair, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> This guy is amazing. I mean, he's so holy. He's just walking on clouds, on water, you know, like this guy got it all. Well, let me tell you another situation really quick, if you don't mind. In my family, my mom, I'm talking about my family, Relay family. Now you now you see, this is even closer, Right? This guy is like his family, but not like my mom, of course, or my brother. My brother in the blood. I don't know how to speak. Is that what you say it? In the blood? My brother. My other mom's son. <laughs> so, we got into a situation, conversation, that, again, maybe I'm in the problem, guys. I don't know. I disagree with what was happening. And I disagree with the decisions. And I was involved, too, in this. Right? And guess what? If I get a little bit sentimental, I'm sorry because this is about my mom. <clears throat> I exploded. I lost it. And I talked to my mom so bad. This was on the phone. And I talked to, um, what's the word, harsh? Is that a word, harsh? Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't handle it in that moment. Let me tell you this. Um, in my life, I've struggled with anger a lot. And I would say that was one, that's one of the biggest things that God changed. And I think He's still changing because I, I can see it sometimes, just the. It's like boiling water inside of me. It might be like five seconds, but still, if I cannot control it, if I'm not controlling this part, if the Spirit of God is not controlling this, it's not good. So, it happens to me unfortunately, but I believe that God is working in my heart. So anyways, I'm just trying to explain that I was actually yelling at my mom in the phone. And I, and I feel like embarrassed to tell you this. Because you might think, oh, this guy is a preacher, so amazing. I see it with his wife and his little son. Oh man, that was so bad. Now that I see it, I was yelling at my mom.
1: I love my mom.
5: And I don't know you experienced it. Maybe you're a mom of you, or or a dad, or the other way around. I mean, or, or you have yelled to your mom or your dad, or or whoever. If you have done something like this, just losing control of who you are in Christ. And some people might say, might say, um, I got off the cross. No, we, that doesn't exist. We are being transformed by God. However, I I lost it, and I started to tell. N- not only yell at her, but I was telling how bad my brother was being or his decisions. So, and I call him stupid and I call him a bunch of stuff. This was in Spanish, by the way. <laughs> I call him a bunch of stuff and, and I was like, there you go. That's what you wanted, right? So we ended up the, the, the call like that. And of course, the spirit of God just came and knocked at the door of my heart. And he's like, "Really? Is that what you're reading here? What's the difference between your brother in Christ and your mom? Are you gonna do the same thing, or are you gonna... What are you gonna do? You're gonna fix it? So, of course, the Spirit of God is leading us not only to change here and here, but to take a step." forward and to take action in the things that we know that we've done wrong and I went to apologize to my mom and she's my mom of course she forgave me I mean she was already smiling and telling me that she loved me almost even before I told her I'm sorry mom and I also apologized to my brother because I, I, I spoke not very good of him and, and I'm sharing that with you just because same guy here two different situations and two different outcomes well not yet but you know what I'm saying I mean one reaction here was like amazing bro that's amazing yeah I love one another this is the way to do it but this one is like goodness I'm not sure if you're doing the right thing talking to you I mean to your mom like that right or what what is love in this situation, this conversation? So I bring this to you because this, this is something. I'm gonna call it a, I am want to call it a process. This is a process. A, the process of relationships, relating to each other, communicating to each other that sometimes gets a little bit spicy. I don't know why I use that word. I? Spicy or friction that we all have experienced. Is that right? Am I right? Can I see some hands right there? I told you, we all have experience. And if you haven't, if you think you haven't, you will.
3: <laughs>
5: I promise you. I can guarantee it. Now, how we do it? How we do this? Do we do it with that attitude of saying, I'm going to prove that I'm right in here. And I don't care about your heart. I don't care if you cry. I don't care if this hurts you. Are we going to do like that? Or are we going to do it like, this is actually about Jesus. This is actually about God. And if I believe in this, this tells me that the nature, the, the root of everything I do should be love. Now, next time that you see it coming or you get getting into something like this, I will encourage you to think about it and maybe take one moment to think am i doing this in love is this out of love and if not ask god to help you and to move you from that place and be in the place of love so you can actually start walking in love and i promise you i can guarantee you that the outcome is going to be different listen Even if you cannot get to an agreement with this person. And by this person, it doesn't need to be an uncle, like I'm talking about, or your mom, or your dad. It can be your wife, or your husband, or one of your children. Or maybe a friend. Or a brother in Christ, sister in Christ. Just another person, I guess. I don't think you need to apologize to the dog. or I I don't think you need to do that. So... And why do we do it like this? Remember the part that says that we're being transformed by God? And sin does not have power in us anymore. I always remember when I was reading through, going through this, I remember even Jesus, when he got to the, um, to the temple and all these guys turned it into a market. He lost it. I mean, yeah, he kind of lost it, right? That the Bible says that he just started to put everything away like that. However, I mean, I guess he was angry at that moment. However, I don't think he sinned. He didn't sin. How? And I think I sin when I talk to my mom like that because I could feel all the it, the anger. I don't know how, how how to explain it, but it was it was bad. So we do it. Like this. It's easy to say. I know that. I know it's easy to say. But to actually do it. It takes time. It takes you. Let me let me talk like this this time. It takes you. Be willing. To be led. By God. And God can lead you sometimes. Through brothers and sisters. In your life. That's why it's so important that you don't walk your Christian life, walk your Christian life by yourself. And then you think like, oh yeah, I'm a super Christian, I have no problems at all. Yeah, well maybe if you have some Christian friends, you will get some problems. Might happen, right? But having brothers and sisters in your life actually makes a huge difference. And I'm telling you that because I passed through a time in my life that I was like, I don't even need to go to church. I mean, I can read the Bible. I can just stay home and try not to sin and do bad stuff. Uh, sure, whatever. I mean, but Jesus didn't do that. He, he's, he took a part time by himself to pray, to read, to be with the Lord. But actually, he was always with a lot of people, hanging out with people, right? So, and let me ask you this question. Do you, have you ever read in the Bible that Jesus had an argument with somebody? a bunch of times with the Pharisees, with all these guys. Um, So, it will happen. Now, how we do it and why we do it, it's important, right? To see the outcome of it. If our mind is set from the very beginning of the situation to love, it's going to make a huge difference. Now, let me ask you this question. Because I know you, you might be passing through something like this. Or you will pass through something like this at some point. I want to encourage you to consult somebody. Don't do it by yourself. Even if in your mind you think, I got it. I got it right. And this is where it's supposed to be. Go with, to somebody. Ask for help. Humble yourself. It's not easy. But humble yourself. And let someone else have part in your life. Allow yourself to be taught by someone else. I know what I'm saying. I'm experiencing the situation. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. And I told you it was going to be short. That was short. So I just... I want to finish... um, well, before that, I remember I was reading. Maybe I told you this already. Um, if you can go, I believe it's 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 13. No, excuse me, 12. 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. Um, I was reading this a few weeks ago. I'm gonna read it first, and I'm gonna explain how I felt. It says, 1 uh, Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret or interpret? uh, But earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I will show you still more excellent way. And do you know what Excellent way it is talking about. Yeah. Right? Because the next part explains that it's love. So when I was reading this, I was like, I know I'm not an apostle. I'm sure about that. I'm not a pastor either. I'm not a teacher. I don't, I mean, I I, I don't make miracles. I don't heal people. I mean, I'm not a administrator of anything, and I don't speak in tongues. Ooh. I think I'm missing something here. I think, whoa, am I actually a Christian then? Or what's going on with me? And when I read the, the end part of this, that I will show you still more excellent way. And then he explains what he's talking about. And then when he, te- and when he says, love. And I'm like, oh man, that's, that's the one that I want. I just want to love. And I say that because I just told you a few minutes ago, I was full of anger. I was a very angry child and I grew up full of anger. And and the Lord just took that and I believe He's still getting rid of everything and just putting His love. I want that. I want Him to put His love in my heart. And that even when I go I'm like, hey, how's it going guys? I know that might sound weird, but I just want you to feel the love of the Lord. Can you imagine if we could live like that? That way when you talk to somebody and tell them, you know what, brother or sister, this is going on. I disagree with you and this and this and this. If there is love involved, this person is going to be like, yeah. Or even if she or he doesn't take it the right way, it's okay. But love first. Because Jesus, because God is love. So... I want to finish with this. I want, to, I want to use the word challenge you. I hope that's, that's okay. I want to challenge you to do the same thing. Some of you, some of you are actually right now thinking, Oh man, I remember that, yeah. Oh, I told this person this. And that's not only because we're bringing this up right now. It's actually the Spirit of God just telling you, right? And you know the person or the people that you have like, oh, have had this friction. I want to challenge you to go through this process. Allow the Spirit of God to teach you. Allow yourself to be taught by God how to walk through this with your brothers and sisters in love and I want to challenge you to go talk to that person. I don't know if that person is here somewhere else if you need to call this person or people, persons, maybe, I don't know. Go do it. Take another step. Let's stop. Let's stop doing what I've done I've done a lot of times. Is you just you hear a preaching, you read the Bible, and it's like, man, you can almost fly in that moment. It's like goodness, this is amazing. But it just stays there. You don't take it to a practice. You're actually not doing it. Pfft. Next week, next Sunday, you will forget about it. Actually, tomorrow you're going to forget about it. I've done it. I still do it sometimes. I'm sorry. It happens. But I want to stop it. I want to actually try to take an, the next step and go, and you know what? I'm sorry for this. Out of love. Set your mind in this and go do it. And even even when you go do it and this person kicks you out of his house or her house, whatever, that's okay. That person still needs to see the love of Jesus in your life while you do it. And just to close, I would like to say, if there is anybody here that hasn't met Jesus yet. Let me tell you this, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you haven't met love yet. You don't know what love is either. If you remember what we read, almost the last part of it, if any if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And the reason, so, check this out. It, verse 19, again, uh, of 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 says, we love, check this out, we love because He loved us first. Now, if you think that you love in Jesus, is not in your life yet. It's not in your heart. You actually don't know what love is. You haven't experienced it yet. Because you haven't experienced what it means to be forgiven from all the trash in your life. That was, that's going to be the first thing that you're going to notice. Whoa, I can actually be forgiven? Man, that's, that's a lot of love right there. If you haven't met Jesus yet and you would like to give your life to the Lord right now, you can do it if you want. We can pray for you. We can pray with you. And we can walk with you through the whole process. Now, if you are if you are thinking or feeling, what is this? It's something
6: that is God.
5: That's the Spirit of the Lord knocking on your door in your heart and like, hey, this is real. It's me, actually. And you need me. Or, if you have left that in your life, because it happens to. you, Maybe you accepted Jesus as your only and unique Savior in your life, but you walked away from that and started to live your life whatever you thought was great or pleases you. You need to come back. And you know it. You know that. This is the time for you to pay attention to that voice. And you can do it right now if you want. Or if afterwards you need somebody to pray for you, if you're a woman, go to a sister. If you're a man, go to a brother. And open your heart. I promise you, I guarantee you that they're going to help you. It's not going to be like, oh, no, you are... You're a sinner. Get out of here. Mm -mm. Love. Let's love one another. Even when we face these kind of trials. It's hard. I know it's hard. I'm passing through one right now. But I... That is different this time. And and it might sound weird, but I'm actually happy that I'm passing through this. Just because I'm learning something out of this situation. So let's love one another. God bless you.
0: Thank you, Brother Ali, for sharing the word and for opening your your heart and sharing your testimony. You know, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul, the Apostle Paul is writing and he kind of recaps uh, the journey of the children of Israel and, and the things they went through and the mistakes they made and, and different things. And, and he follows that up and he, said, and he says, uh, these things were written for our example, and for our instruction we can look back on them and, and learn from their mistakes, not do what they did. You know, and so often we still, you know, it, it wasn't just them. We still, we still have the same uh, flesh. We still have the same uh, temptations. Sarah was talking about with the with the children. We still have those same temptations, but we do have something that that they didn't. Have we have the Holy Spirit available to us to live in our lives and to guide us? But the important thing is that we we learn from those things, and not only just looking way back and say, "Hey, let's let's learn from them." I felt Brother Lee saying this morning, is, "Hey, you can learn. We can learn from each other's lives. You can learn from." The mistakes that I just made, whatever, last week, last month, the things that I'm going through now. And that and that blessed me, you know, so often we we, we might come to church or in, in just in simply living our lives with each other and you know, we'll put our best foot forward. We don't we don't wanna make it look like we stumble or like we don't, you know, have it all together. We don't want to say the right things and and look good, but Not only does that uh, not give a, a complete representation of who I am, it also may be robbing our brother and sister a chance to learn from mistakes that we have made. And so let's continue to, or to continue to grow in being open and and honest with each other and and learning from each other. That was an encouragement to me this morning, Ali. God bless you for that. That brings uh, this portion of our service to a close. And uh, we are going to have a meal following the service here. We uh, have a meal that's open for all pretty much every Sunday. And today is no exception. One thing I would like to do a little bit different this Sunday, kids, listen up. This is for you. Um, and for everybody else here too. But let we have we have a lot of visitors and a lot of seniors here today. Let's honor them by allowing them to go first through our food line and, and sitting at the tables here, making sure they are well taken care of. So let's let's give them Honor and respect by allowing them to uh, go and and get their food and enjoy that and and enjoy their time of of fellowship. I know some your your bellies may be hungry and uh, that food over there looks good. There's lots of pie over there, but I bet we can wait an extra 15 minutes and honor our uh, seniors and our visitors that way. So let's give that a try. All right. Thanks, kids. Phil, you have something to share? All right.
6: just to say amen to that word, Brother Lee, thank you for sharing that. My mind went to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. But the goal of our instruction is love. From a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. That's the goal. Is that the goal of your life? Of all the instruction you want to give to people in your life? That's I felt what the Lord was saying to us this morning. But the goal of our instruction is love, from a pure heart, and a good conscience, and a sincere faith.
0: Amen. Thank you, Phil. So the Lord opened His mouth to be able to share a few words with us, at least. Thank you. Does anyone else have something to share, quick, that the Lord has shared with you this morning? We'll give you a minute or two here if uh, the Lord has put something on your heart. Yes, brother. You want
3: the mic? Yeah. <laughs> you. Yes, um, I just want to uh,
0: tell people to please pray for uh, a friend of mine's. Uh, Daughter, the seven surgery on Monday, as well as, uh, and that'd be uh, Marilyn and Kimberly, Kimberly being
3: the daughter. And uh, for Gloria, she's having problems with her back again.
6: So appreciate it if
0: you kept them in your prayers and stuff. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Brother Kent. Let's spend a, a few moments in prayer. Father, I thank you for your faithful to, faithfulness to us, even in in times of trial and in times of sickness. Help us never to forget your love for us in these times and especially lift up these to you that our Brother Kent has, has mentioned. Father, I pray that your spirit of grace and comfort would be on each one. You would grant healing and that most of all Father that you would grant them peace in their hearts and joy in their soul and a desire to draw closer to you in this time we thank you for your spirit that gives us comfort we pray in Jesus name anyone else Um,
1: I don't usually speak and I I'm going to put this before the Lord but I'm going to do it because I feel um, a prompting but I appreciated the message um, It um, our, our family we uh, take a lot of people in um, at different times over the years and sometimes they're really <clears throat> a blessing like easy to live with um, considerate uh, you know just kind of community minded like Having all things common, so that they give and we give, but some people are more like takers, and you know they come in and they take and take and take and don't give a whole lot. And so my heart gets really tried uh, with those kind of people. The love in my heart does, and so um, I have. Uh, there's a couple occasions in particular over the years where I've just actually um, hated having them in my house I hate to say that but it's it's the truth and um, I've had to work through that but um, there, the two cases that I'm in particular thinking I felt like God really um, humbled my heart like uh, one time I got so angry at, at a woman that I actually grabbed her arm and um, I was so angry and I've never done that like in, in all my walk with the Lord I've never done that but I was so tried by things she was doing that I did that. And it just broke me. I just, you know, went to my room and started crying. And I got humbled before the Lord. And he just, um, he filled me with love for her. And um, he humbled my heart. And he pushed me aside because we get in the way so many times. And um, he put love in my heart for her. And I have never lost that love for her like I you know she has not changed the situation hasn't changed but my heart did and um that's the thing about like humbling ourselves before God because you know when he takes over it's just awesome and and then another time that similar thing happened I was I was being really like greedy in my heart and um I wasn't being kind and considerate and something happened, my children actually provoked it by uh, exposing something that I was doing and um, it was very humiliating, I just got so humbled and the Lord just pushed me aside again and he filled me with his love and I just wanted to, I guess in the testimony I just wanted to encourage us all because we can't really love in ourselves, like God is love and we're not love and as soon as, you know, he pushes us aside, we're able to um, let his love flow through us. And um, and I haven't stopped hating that other girl either. I love her so much now. Um, but it's just God, you know, because he pushed me aside. And so that's what I wanted to see.
0: Thank you for that testimony, Alava. that That is, is so true that uh, we just... I guess we sometimes we think too much of ourselves, and we just need to get out of the way and let God do His work. Lexi, do you have something to say? My dad's in Texas. He went to a funeral because his dad, his friend, died, and so he's in Texas right now. So you can't see him today. All right. Well that- Let's pray for John. He uh, flew to Texas to uh, give a eulogy to a, a friend of his, and I believe a friend that he helped lead to the Lord, if I'm not mistaken. He
6: just came to the Lord
0: just uh, recently. a
6: few months ago. God
0: has, yeah, God has really used uh, John in his life, and now John has the opportunity to uh, uh, share with the family and to give a eulogy. I'm not sure if that's happened yet or not, but let's pray for John. Father, I thank you for the way you use your children in the hearts and lives of, of others, and I thank you for the way you've used our, our brother John in in the life of this man and, and and how he was instrumental in in this man coming to know you before he passed on. And we praise you for that and for that testimony. I pray that you'd be with. Our brother in his travels, and as he has opportunity to share with family, that you would just give him a special grace and a peace and wisdom from you. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Absolutely, Jason and Laurie are uh, in Wisconsin and waiting the birth of their first child and. Uh, spend some time uh, in prayer for them. That there wouldn't be any serious complications, and God would give them peace. Father, I thank you for our brother and sister, Jason and, and Laurie. I thank you for uh, allowing them to to be a part of your body here, and for the, the many things they do for us here. And as they are away, and Awaiting the birth of their first child, Father, I pray that you would fill fill them with grace and peace, and I pray for a safe delivery and health for Laurie and the baby, that you would bring them back to us again, and uh, just watch over them, Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. All right, let's all rise. Those of you who are able to will have a dismissal prayer and a blessing on the noon meal.
6: Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is true in every one of our lives. None of us are exempt from the power of your living word. And so you change us. And I pray that today you would use this life-giving word to change our relationships and continue to bring healing and grace and a fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus Christ into every one of our lives in a stronger way than when we came in here. You gave us that fragrance of jesus through your word and i pray lord it would remain in us and work out through us in this community and wherever we live and work thank you for this food we bless you thank you for the fellowship we have with each other we bless you for every soul and pray that every one of us would be able to leave this place with a thankful, full heart towards their God. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And you're dismissed. We will be uh, serving the food. The line will be through this door here as soon as that opens. Uh, once again, seniors.